Hello and welcome to the Rugby Buzz, a brand new podcast brought to you by H&HB Events. My name's Mark Hartery and I will be your host as I chat to rugby stars past and present about matches that they played or were involved in that remain highlights for them. I'm delighted that for the first of these, I'm able to chat to someone who is not only a Gloucester rugby legend, but also a great friend, none other than Andy Deacon. By way of introduction, Andy joined Gloucester from his local side Long Levens in 1986 and went on to play for Gloucester for 18 seasons, straddling the amateur and pro eras. He made over 300 appearances for them, having had the honour of being captain in the 94-95 season. In an amazing career, he also represented the Barbarians and England A. After his pro retirement, he was player coach at Cinderford, taking them into National League One for the first time in their history, and later at Sirencester before going full circle and returning to his boyhood club Long Levens as the new director of rugby. And if that wasn't enough, he's also the sales manager for the South West for Raging Bull and Halbro Sportswear, a company originally founded by England legend Phil Vickery. Welcome, Andy. Welcome, Mark. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's, um, you know, uh, it's uh, a privilege to sort of like be on your first podcast, I believe. Thank you. Yes. And, uh, and great to uh, great to chat to you. So how, how are things at, uh, at Raging Bull and Long Levens? Yeah, I think Raging Bull sort of like we're going along okay. Um, you know, there's not a lot of sport going on at the moment, but um, the fact that you know, the schools have gone back to gone back to school sort of thing means that the, that sort of business opens up again for us. So yeah, we're we're going along quite nicely at the moment. Um, Long Levens, they we, you know had an opportunity to go to Long Levens. It came up. We've been talking to them for well, I've been talking to them for sort of like quite sort of a few months before it actually happened, sort of thing. Um, and obviously, I was it contract under contract at Siren. The fact that um, we, you know, us at Siren, the, the guys I think need a new new leader. I need a new challenge as well, sort of thing. So it was the right time to leave, sort of thing. And and at that time as well, like I say, Long Levens were talking to me, and they, and I think that you know I took the opportunity. Um, you know, so far it's it's been good that the guys are being real, sort of responsive to me and Luke Stratford, the new coach, sort of thing. And um, you know, eventually, when we ever do play rugby, then we're we're sort of like hopefully we'll see that the, the performances on the field. Yeah, exciting times, and great to have you back at uh, at Long Levens too. Um, for your favourite game, you're, you're going to take us back 17 years to the 5th of April 2003 and the Power Gen Cup final against Northampton Saints at Twickenham. Um, what a day that was! Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, you know, it was like I said. I played like many games over three hundred games for Gloucester, sort of thing. Uh, in my time, and this this game was the one that sort of like everybody sort of like talks to me about, and it's the defining game of my career, really. Um, you know, I, I I was lucky enough to play in a lot of big club games, sort of thing, and you know, and like, but this one was the the one sort of thing that you know we went to Twickenham. Um, we picked up silverware for the first time um, in many years for, for Gloucester, sort of thing. But um, you know, one of the memories memories I do have and it was a little memory sort of thing when I came out of the change rooms and talking to the grain staff afterwards and and it, the, the, one of the guys said there sort of thing the and grain staff guy said that you know he's, he's been here many many years and he's sort of like he, he never experienced the noise the color uh, and the, the actual joy of just sort of like uh, with, uh, you know from the spectators and I think that was the uh, underlying theme that you know, there was such a big weight for this this trophy sort of thing and uh, you know to get it you you know it, it was it was great to see ma- making so many people happy really 
Yeah, I mean, the Gloucester fans are absolutely amazing. I think um, you, you talk to people about that uh, about that day and there must have been about 200,000 in the ground, the amount of people said they were uh, they were there. But, uh, but, but why not? Great opportunity for them to, uh, to, to remember. Um, that, that particular period in, in Gloucester's history was probably the pinnacle for the, the, the coaching duo, Nigel Melville and Dean Ryan. Um, you'd seen many, many coaches come and go over your time at Gloucester, but, but why were they different? I think they were, they were different because they came with a plan and they understood what they, they wanted from us. They understood what the, the, the squad that they had in front of them, sort of thing that they, you know, they, they wanted, they molded the game plan around the, around the squad, which was, is a great idea to do in the, in the first place. I think the, the game plan that they had, they honed down in New Zealand with a junior side. So they, and see if they actually trialed it. And um, it was a three pod system where people had to hold their ground sort of thing, especially for a forward, you had to hold a midfielder on the wings and stuff like that. And it was it was it was a culture change as much as anything, and sort of thing. When a lot of people have played a lot of rugby, including myself, but you had to change. And and if you could change and accept that change, then and have the buy-in to it, sort of thing, then you would definitely be a success. We we did have a success, sort of thing. And I always remember where you know we was down at Newcastle, sort of thing, at half time by you know by twenty odd points, and 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 Nigel Melville coming in, you know, and, and looking at us all like in a nice calm. And where we was expecting a, a bit of a air dryer treatment, and he sort of like um, basically said, "Lads, you know, do you understand the system? Yes, have you bought into the system all season? Well, go in, go execute that system, and and just do it." And we did, and, and we we won sort of like uh, we just won them. But but all I'm saying is is that the that that buy-in, that belief, that's what sort of like those two guys definitely bought to the group and which probably hadn't been at Gloucester for for a long while because I played in many Gloucester sides that sort of like always entered the um the the the, the field of play being underdogs and but you know in that season and subsequent seasons we, you know we had to live with a um with a favorites tag um which which we did and we, we learned to live with that I mean, I mean, you know, that 2003 season was a, was such an incredible season. I think you, you lost only lost six times, 15 points clear as well at the top of the league. Um, but apart from the cup win, sadly, it's probably remembered for two really high profile defeats against Munster in the Heineken Cup and, and Wasps in the Premiership final. Is, is that fair? Uh, it's a difficult one. I don't, I, as a player, I don't certainly see it like that sort of thing. Like I think back, you know, that, that, that Paragen Cup sort of thing, it, it was such a massive game for us. And and we had such a great season, great time, great camaraderie with, you know, and and bearing in mind sort of thing, we we, we hadn't won, we hadn't won a trophy for a long time. So winning one trophy was, you know, at that time, it was it was a special moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe, right, that, you know, those Munster games as well sort of thing, things are meant to be, you know, it, it was an our turn sort of thing. And, uh, but it was just how it was. I, 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 do I look back on my career and think, oh, you know, it, things could have been different? And I don't. I, I, I absolutely 100% sort of like, you know, enjoyed every second of it. And that Paragen game was, it was sort of like icing on the cake for it, really. And and you've already mentioned that, you know, the Cup win back in 2003, Gloucester's first outright win, I think, since 1978, um, when a, a Good pal of ours, John Watkins led their uh, yeah. the Gloucester side. Um, was 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 that uh, that gap kind of preying on the side? So were, were the side aware of the fact that they hadn't won a trophy for so long and and they had to deliver? 
I, I don't think so because the, the, at that time there was you know um, foreigners coming into the site sort of thing and you know they, they didn't have that I wouldn't say a burden unlike myself sort of thing where I knew the history in, inside out because I've grown up with it sort of thing so uh, I, I understood that there was a spot responsibility uh, with the group to do something and we had an opportunity sometimes these opportunities don't come around very often and but I don't think there was a burden as such but it was uh, it definitely um as we got nearer to the cups final sort of thing, we understood that, you know, this was an opportunity that, and the side that we had. And, um, it was, it was a, it was a difficult, uh, it was an enjoyable time, but a time that we sort of like, like I said, we realized responsibility because, you know, we're getting nearer to the final and we can do it. That when we go back to the, the question about a defining thing about those games, I think the most defining things of thinking about it is when, the grand final came into that was the first year where the grand final concept came into it and sod's law like Gloucester hadn't topped the league for god knows how long sort of thing and by 15 points smashed everybody in front of them we had to go to a grand final and that was that was the biggest blow i i thought in my career that in that time when we had to take it where we had to have another game when in that time, the RFU or the governing body of that that competition, they, they were all over the place in the the you know the schedule of the games because we had to wait so long for the grand final mm. to come along. Yeah, yeah, most uh, most most definitely. And and in in terms of the cup run, I mean the the the, the progress that you made through the rounds. I mean, if you if you look at who you beat en route, so what the what the current Gloucester side wouldn't give for <laughs> uh, for beating Exeter, Saracens, and then Leicester in the uh, in the semi final. Um, and and you you arrive in London. You go up early. You arrive in London on a on the, the Thursday before the the final. Um, I, I guess it was almost like a mini tour, was it? Yeah, we sort of like you know, it, but they, what that wasn't the the, the 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 grand final was a bit more more sort of like you know drawn out. But the actual cup game when we was up there, it was it was a business as usual. We went to the same hotel that we normally went. It's lovely hotel. We trained. It was nice and relaxed. And again, and there was sort of like and then you know there was big players in the squad. Then who had played big games and they had big game mentality and they relished on sort of like getting in front of seventy two thousand people sort of thing. Uh, your home supporters, which is a very unique thing in in English club rugby sort of thing, where you know you had that opportunity to you know and it was very much uh, a Gloucester audience sort of thing. It you know in the atmosphere they created and the colour they created and the noise they created sort of thing. Yeah, will live with me forever. And, and you mentioned the side. It was it was a it was a lovely uh, lovely mix of youth and experience and blend of of uh, foreign players and and locals and and also three guys who'd go on later that year to be part of the uh, um, World Cup winning side with with England. Who who were the real characters in that side? Well, like I say, you know, to always put your arm around Olivier Zam is in in the scrum. Um, you know, take this the right way is a very comforting experience, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you <laughs> he says the same about you, Diggs. <laughs> yeah, he, he he's a big man, and uh, he takes as a tight head, sort of thing. You got a big hooker like that, you know, you're playing with, sort of thing. And then it makes your job a lot easier, you know. And on the other side of the scrum was Trevor Woodman, sort of thing. He went, he was going on to be a World Cup winner, sort of thing. So. You know, in in that respect, it, it was uh, you know a fantastic scrum. You know, the, our talisman, the, the the captain, Jake Boa, sort of thing. You know, he would never ask you to do anything he wouldn't do. He'd run brick route, brick uh, run through brick walls for the for the cause, really, sort of thing. So, 
And, you know, the likes of, you know, Paramore is a replacement coming on. Like James Forrester at the eight, you know, he was changing the face of number eight player at that time. Yeah, sort of thing. He was, he was, you know, rangy, athletic, good. So like, you know, in, and, he, and he could score tries as well. And, and there's the big left boot of Ludo Mercier as well, sort of thing that, you know, he'd, he'd always kick the ball, the school ball ticking over for you in any game, really, which, you know, and there's, Again, he had he had a lightning service off of Gomesal, who was, you know, again to go on to something like you know being the um, World Cup, and you know, last but not least, there's the Simpson Daniel. You know, he was at that time, and you know, he was he was just a class player, and you know, all through his career, whatever era he played in, he managed to score tries for Gloucester, and he was he definitely scoring then with with the side that we had and. You know, Dalport all the way through that. I remember Exeter and Saracens games. You know, he scored in tries in Leicester game as well. He was scoring tries as well. So uh, he added um, added value from the, through the back line. And you know, it was a it was like you know a very very like you say well balanced side. And you know, Andy Azor at seven, he was a nuggety, quick, um, abrasive, you know, angry young man at the time that you wanted sort of thing. So uh, you you put it all together and. And you look back and said, yeah, it's probably one of well, it was the finest side I've ever played with. Yeah. And and game day arrives on the on the Saturday. I, I mean, what can you remember about that that the, again, the build up on the actual day and, and the, the game itself? Yeah, I can remember sort of like, you know, the morning uh, we, we were very sort of like, you know, shut the board around him, did a few line outs, it was very relaxed then but there was this underlying underlying sort of like fear. I think the, when you ever go into these these big games, what you fear is is obviously you do not want to lose, but you actually fear of losing as opposed as and we we changed it as well because we we were sort of like favourites, I thought as well. So we we that fear sort of like went away from us. We we was very confident that we'd do well. We started well as well, which is important. And and then and then you know getting on the bus, you know, uh, going to see the you know every everybody was chatting and sort of like you know just like normally we go to away game sort of thing. And then as we got nearer to the stadium and. You can see the enormity of the the people that were there and the Gloucester people that was already there and how they greeted us when we got off the bus and stuff like that. And then suddenly we just flicked a switch and we thought, yeah, we, we got to do something here. We got to do it really right, like, and it was special. And uh, to make these people sort of like, you know, and they followed us, you know, length and breadth of the country and everywhere you go in in a world of rugby, you mentioned a Gloucester supporter or you mentioned Gloucester. The, the next thing that comes out of their mouth is about the Gloucester supporter. They never say about the great games. They have. They always talk about the Gloucester supporters. Supporters. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So we, we sort of like, we owed it to them. And, and um, you know, for me, you know, the game, yeah, I can remember the game. Yeah. It was, it, I was probably against Tom Smith, you know, his British line. And, you know, again, he's yeah, a, a nice bloke. He's gone through terrible times at the moment. Yeah, sort of thing. But, um, yeah, it was, it was, you know, uh, we had him at edge on the scrum and we sort of like controlled our can, you know, all the way through it. And it was, it was one of the best moments in my career, actually, where you're about 10 minutes out sort of thing. And you're on King, or you're on Twickenham. Like I said, full house, full of Gloucester people who's watched you all my career, and you know you're going to win, right? <laughs> that is a nice feeling to have, sort of thing. And when the final whistle went, um, my son Oliver was sort of like there, and he sort of like um, he was sat with his auntie at the, at the at the time, and his auntie sort of like, it was all it was her sort of like you know uh, thinking so well. It's best that you know Oliver gets on the pitch, and if it wasn't for her to carry him down the stands and lift him over the the, the fence to get it on. 
um, things might have been different now, sort of thing, because he was in all the photos and enjoying the sort of me lifting the cup. Um, again, one of the finest moments of the day uh, was, you know, Jake Bowen just tapped me on the shoulder. He said, look, you've been here a long time. You deserve it. And I'm the captain, but I want you to lift it up. Yeah, I, said, I mean, uh, we, we've got a we've got a, a snippet of, uh, of of the commentary of of, of that uh, of, of of that moment, and um, and perhaps when we played it, I'll I'll, I'll ask you just to uh, again to recount that in terms of you know when Jake did uh, did ask you, but let's let's have a listen. We'll take the stage. Uh, it's been 21 years since the Cherubites made this walk in 1982. They had to share the cup with Mosley after a draw. In 2003, they will get both hands on it. And how fitting that Andy Deacon lifts the trophy, the oldest ever man to play in a cup final, the personification of Gloucester Rugby, lifts the cup, and he's joined by his teammates. And there is a cherry and white moon rising over Twickenham, and there's a cup heading west. So, so there we are. Nick Mullins describing it in uh, in in huge uh, huge detail. So, w- w- was it really a spur of the moment thing when Jake asked you? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. He came over to me, sort of like I said, and uh, definitely um, tapped me on the shoulder and said, "You know, I deserved it. I've been there a long time. We were very good friends. We 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 all sat in the back of the bus together. Me and Jake. Me, I sat in the middle. Jake sat on my left, and Junior Paramore sat on my right. Sort of thing. We we went sort of like several seasons like that format, and we talked about different things about winning games and stuff like that. And and our sort of like our conversations tend to come came to fruition really. And uh, you know, and for him to do that and give me the opportunity to do that um, was you know again a very special or if not the most special moment in, in my whole career of playing rugby sort of thing and uh, to have my son with me um, you know he was as you know sort of thing as your son sorry uh, you know um, like rugby mad sort of thing and and yeah it was a very 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 proud day for, for me and my family and and you know when it, it just shows what a you know what a top bloke Jake uh, Jake is and and you know to to even think about it in that in that moment but did did you ever think not to do it when he asked you did he did you or was it just no I'm I'm up there I'm going <laughs> <laughs> this might sound selfish I didn't think about it well for one second yeah you're right. I, was up there. <laughs> I don't blame you in the slightest I I I, I never sought the limelight all the way through my career sort of thing if it came it came and and I thought like do you know what I mean it was to me it was just a natural thing I I, I was holding my son's hand at the times when he asked me sort of thing and I thought well why not? Like, you know, I, yeah. I didn't think you know I was stepping on anyone's toes. Um, he was a skipper. He was well respected, and we understood that at that time. And that was probably the right place to uh, the right thing to do, actually. And uh, you know, in hindsight, it's a great thing. But the feedback we've had since then, it was like, well, yeah, so like, that was a good idea. And and in many many ways, I mean, it is it is such an iconic Gloucester picture anyway, isn't it? Of, of you holding the trophy up with Oliver, Oliver next to you, but it, it kind of led the way to, to that happening in, in other sports as well. And suddenly you saw other people with their kids and, and, and different people going up and, uh, and, and doing it, but what a special moment for the family. Yeah, definitely. And if you think it, if, if I was a trendsetter, then I'll take that every time, Mark. Yeah, that is <laughs> well, 
yeah. I was going to say I can't I can't imagine you've ever been called a trendsetter, Deeks, but uh, <laughs> but there's there's a first time for uh, first time for everything, and and in typical rugby tradition, was it a good night? Well, it was an anti-climax in Nightwars, to be fair, because you had to go, because the, the game was later on in the afternoon, I think, and uh, by the time we get out of Twick and uh, get back to Gloucester sort of thing, and then, you know, uh, we was in the clubhouse, the party was in the clubhouse sort of thing. It, sort of, it seemed to go very, very quickly. That's all I can remember sort of thing, like, you know what I mean? So, but um, yeah, it was, obviously, it was, uh, as in good Gloucester tradition, we had a few beers together, of course. Well, absolutely, would be rude, uh, rude not to. And then, of course, in the days following the, uh, the 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 triumph, you had an open top bus through Gloucester and and thousands of people lining the lining the streets. Um, I, I remember standing in the streets myself there, watching the watching the bus go past. How surreal was that? Yeah, it was. At first, it, it seemed a bit embarrassing that we had to do it, sort of thing, because right? it was—it's was never sort of like spoke of before, or, or you know, and it was—it was sprung upon us really. And then we, on the day, we got, we got on this open top bus at King's Own, sort of like turn left to go up King's Own Road towards Chuxby Road. Mm. <laughs> there is about three people waving at you. Sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you thought, oh no, direct this is really is a good idea, sort of thing. Yeah. And then we went round by the sort of like keys and came up sort of like Safegate Street and stuff like that. And as soon as we like the Gate Street then sort of thing, we got to go through the centre. Then yeah, oh my word, it was there was thousands of people out there sort of thing, and it was absolutely again uh, uh, one in a lifetime sort of opportunity experience that ha- happened. And it was I don't, yeah, it was unplanned and but sort of like one of those things that absolutely worked and came off and. We sat in the new inn in the courtyard of the new inn, signing mm. autographs of the day of scarves, pictures, you name it. Kids bought it, and and yeah, it was there was people hanging out office windows, sort of thing, shouting good wishes and all the rest of it. So, and yeah, that was you know that was special, and it was a, it was a, it was a great day. And uh, as as you say, a fantastic day all all round in many 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 respects. But some some up in 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 kind of one memory what the day meant to you the day meant to me sort of like to be what it is to be a Gloucester rugby player what a Gloucester rugby have given to me what I've given to them and you know and through my life and this is hindsight hindsight speaking now Mm. is to find my life sort of thing you know and and as I am as a person uh, yes I worked hard I was dedicated to it and um, every ounce of talent that I sort of like had, uh, I, I sort of like made sure that I put it out there on the field every time. And uh, I was dedicated and you know, I, I'm a Gloucester guy through and through and very proud of the city. And and to be part of that at your home rugby club was sort of like the begin, pinnacle, not only of sort of like, yeah, of, of totally of my sporting life sort of thing. Yeah, I've had kids in sort of like stuff like that along the way, family stuff, but um yeah my sport in life you know that was uh right you know it was the best moment ever sort of thing and like you say to be to have it in your own city with people that have watched you for many 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 years and not really had sort of like a lot of success it was for them as well that sounds a cliche but you know um you know where what as I do sort of what the Gloucester community is like sort of thing mm-hmm. in rugby terms and uh, you know then I get I can go to the shops now on a Sunday morning get my paper and someone will still mention that game now 
and that's that's uh, that speaks volumes. And how long did you say it was? It was seventeen, 17 years, years ago. ago yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, and people still say it. Yeah, and 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 again, you, you know, that's uh, that's what playing for Gloucester, as you say, is all about, and 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 the uh, you know the the uh, the memories that the, the the fans have got. They they're easily the best group of supporters in in rugby i think in in terms of how they uh, how they bear with uh, with the club through thick and thin and and that was again a, a huge pinnacle for uh, for them as well to uh, to enjoy it um andy as al- always a pleasure to speak to you and and remember the, this great day good luck in the season ahead with uh, with with long levens and and perhaps i just just finish and ask you to say uh, for those of you that don't know um long levens are actually up for Gallagher Rugby Club of the Year. They're one of six finalists. Uh, the voting is is going on at the moment online. Um, it finishes on the 13th. Um, if you go to the Long Levens Rugby Club Facebook page, you'll see a link there as to how to vote. But Deeks, perhaps, perhaps tell us why uh, why it would mean so much for Long Levens to win that. Well, because, you know, obviously sort of, you know, the kudos that that brings and, and for reward for the hard work that it goes on in, in you know, in, in Long Levens, um, you know, and they have sort of the mixed abilities rugby there, which is, you know, they're delivering a programme there, which is changing people's lives sort of thing. And it really is through sports and giving them more confidence, more self-belief and uh, understanding that they can achieve things. And if that if that helps one person, then that's a fantastic achievement. But I know it's helping numerous people now and through the programme that they've delivered it at Long Levens, um, I think you know, they, they'd be worthy winners of that. And well, we would be worthy winners of that. Not forgetting of the 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 whole junior, mini and junior section and senior sections that are that are you know thriving at the club currently and through difficult times. And you know, every rugby club in the lands up, you know, as I know through Raging Bull sort of thing, you know, that it's, it's difficult times, which community rugby will get through. And, um, you know, to get this, it, it was just a, like a shot in the arm for not only Long, uh, long Levens, but also Gloucester Community Rugby. Yeah, most definitely. Well said, Deeks. And uh, if you do get the chance, please uh, do go to the uh, the Long Levens Facebook page and cast your vote in support of uh, of, of Long Levens as uh, Gallagher Rugby Club of the Year. Deeks, once again, uh, thank you for uh, for joining us today. It's been a, it's been a pleasure and uh, we'll catch up again soon. Yeah, thank you, Matt. That's brilliant. Thanks for having me. 